the dangers of the media playing doctor, and what's the real reason the January 6th hearing was postponed? I have an idea. You're listening to the Propaganda Report's Drive Time News Blast. I'm Brad Binkley. Real quick, before we get started, I want to remind y'all that we will be doing a disappearing patron party this upcoming Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The DPP, for those of you who have not attended one, is our monthly virtual drinking party where Propaganda Report patrons and I have special guests on, and we have drinks, talk some trash, have some laughs, and get a little wild at times, especially in the live chats where you truly never know what you're going to read. And then afterwards, the video disappears. Again, that's Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to join us, go to the Propaganda Report Patreon page at patreon.com slash propaganda report and join the DPP tier. Also, tomorrow I will be doing a special DMB Live at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Rockfin. I will be interviewing the man who is running against Brad Raffensperger for Georgia's Secretary of State, a race that will be watched by the entire country as Raffensperger is a media darling for, quote, standing up to Trump. I will be interviewing the Libertarian candidate for Georgia Secretary of State, the man standing up to Raffensperger, Ted Metz. He will be joining me live at 4 p.m. on Rockfin again, and we will be taking questions about the race from the live chats. So join us. Bring your questions. It's going to be a good time. You can find that stream on Rockfin at rockfin.com slash propaganda report. All right. Today's top story is that tomorrow's January 6th hearing has been postponed or today's hearing, depending on when you're listening to this, the committee announced today that they are postponing the public hearing that was scheduled for Wednesday, June 15th. Don't worry if you were really looking forward to watching the Democrats circle up for yet another grand masturbatory event. You won't have to wait too long as the next hearing is scheduled for Thursday. To be clear, the Thursday hearing is not a rescheduling of Wednesday's hearing, as each showcase has a different theme. It was supposed to follow the Wednesday hearing, which they are now rescheduling, the date of which we do not yet know. Now, the reason for the postponement is a bit unclear, as we've heard conflicting explanations for the cancellation thus far. Committee member and California Democrat Zoe Lofgren blamed the postponement on tech problems, saying that it's just technical issues. I mean, we were, you know, the staff putting together all the videos, you know, doing one, two, three. It was overwhelming. So we're trying to give them a little room. It's no big deal. She also told Morning Joe, that's murdering Morning Joe of MSNBC, that putting together the video exhibits is an exhausting exercise for our very small video staff. It's just too much to put it all together. Now, I can attest to the fact that video editing can be challenging and time-consuming, especially when the source material consists of hours, or as they claim in this case, thousands of hours of footage that you have to whittle down to like a 10 or 15 minute video, depending on what your goal is. It's often very easy to tell when someone who is speaking about video editing has actually never video edited themselves because they expect it to be something that can be done like instantly and for no cost. When the reality is that good video editing takes time and can do wonders for whatever content that you're trying to showcase through the video presentation. It takes months at the minimum to edit a full length feature film sometimes years in many cases, if what she is saying is true, then what I expect is that the committee gave the job of video editing, this important job of protecting democracy, to an intern or a random staffer with little actual video editing experience, expecting that they could just turn it around quickly on the cheap. This is very confusing to me, their struggles with video editing because of their small staff, because 
correct me if I'm wrong, but is the fate of our democracy not on the line here with these hearings? Are these hearings not designed? Did they not say in the opening statement that we need to stop Trump or democracy could die, basically? That he is threatening 250 years of democracy? Did they not make a big deal about how these hearings are designed to be a dramatic presentation featuring videos cut together from never-before-seen footage, shocking footage that's going to rock us to our core from that fateful day at the Capitol to show the American public once and for all that Trump did, in fact, lead a violent coup with so much at stake, according to them, and the primary method of dramatizing this evidence being video, why in the world would they have only a small video staff working on these videos? That's what I want to know. I mean, they hyped these things for a week leading up to these hearings. These videos were supposed to be what captured the hearts and minds of the American people. If there's such a crucial piece of evidence in their case against Trump, why wouldn't they enlist a large professional editing team to make sure the job is done right? I mean, look at this CNN headline. This is from March, actually. January 6th committee plans to use key video evidence and hire a writer to build a compelling narrative for the public. Well, they failed at that. Maybe they are just clueless about how difficult such an enormous editing task is, but I think the answer is more likely that they'd prefer to line their own pockets with that taxpayer money than spend it on a pro editing team. Enriching themselves even more with our money is more important to them than making sure that their case against Trump is professionally edited. Look at this. As of the beginning of this year, the January 6th committee has spent over $2 million on this investigation. Now, that only includes what was spent through December of 2021. I can't find the updated records. Between July and September of 2021, they spent $418,000. And then from October to December, they increased their spending by 4X, spending $1.64 million during the final months of 2021. I'm presuming that number has continued to rise as these hearings have gone public because that's going to demand more money. Of that $1.64 million in the final, spent in the final three months of last year, $1.2 million went to personnel compensation. Now, I'd love to see a breakdown of what personnel got what, who is referred to as personnel, and how much the congressmen and women on the committee, how much they received in comparison. I wonder if they can consider themselves personnel and put that $1.2 million in the pocket of people like Adam Schiff, who can then go give it to hookers and cocaine dealers. And if you're a progressive who believes all of this stuff, that Trump must be stopped because he's a threat to 250 years of democracy, that he personally led a violent coup on January 6th, if you believe all of that, I'd be pretty pissed off that they did not have the wherewithal to invest in adequate editing services to do the job well. I mean, I demand to know where that personnel money went exactly. Where'd those millions go when you're telling us that the primary evidence that's going to really rock us to our core are these videos, yet... They were unable to put together a team that was able to handle the creation of the videos professionally. But I think we all know where the money went. It went to Adam Schiff's heroin dealer and probably the pimp of his favorite call girl or boy. That's who has the money. Our money. They're grifters. They spent a good part of the day today calling Trump a grifter, which he is in many ways. But this is the pot calling the kettle black here. Washington, D.C. is the land of the grift. And the sooner people realize that that is the case, not just for the other side, but for their side as well, maybe we'll stop funding these con artists. But those technical problems weren't the only explanation that we received. Apparently, a random unnamed committee aide was asked if Lofgreen's explanation of why the hearing was postponed was accurate. The aide said no, and that it was actually postponed to accommodate scheduling demands. 
On top of that, shortly thereafter, the committee issued a statement saying that the postponement is due to a number of scheduling factors, including production timeline and available members and witnesses. Available members? Committee members? I thought they were saving our democracy from its greatest threat. And they weren't able to make it. They had a scheduling problem. What's more important than stopping Trump from destroying America? Outside of standing in solidarity with Ukraine or voting to send Vladimir Zelensky another billion-dollar package and a hand job, I don't know what could be more important that the people on the committee had scheduling problems. Did they not know that this hearing that they've been promoting for months was coming up? Here's my guess as to why they really postponed tomorrow's hearing, or today, depending on when you're listening to this. Neither of those reasons are likely the real reasons they postponed this S-show. My guess is that they analyzed how people reacted to the previous two hearings on social media, specifically the one this past Monday. They looked at what people were saying on the various social media platforms, maybe did a few surveys, and they came to the conclusion that the hearings are not working, that they are not accomplishing what they hope to accomplish, and that most people don't even care. And their presentation for Wednesday was probably the same format as the previous ones that they did, and so they decided to postpone it, regroup, make some adjustments to their strategy, and hope to come up with something a little bit more effective that gets people's attention, that stirs them. For instance, here's one thing that wasn't working. Most of the so-called testimony has been in the form of videos of depositions as opposed to explosive firsthand live testimony. And while they did have some live testimony, the names that they were bringing in, most people have never heard of. They need high drama. They need drama that captures people's attention who would otherwise not be interested in any of this. And they did not accomplish that. You can't accomplish that with boring testimony where the person can't react and provide context. People like that live reaction. And they want it to be somebody who they recognize, who is polarizing, who they love or they love to hate. And a couple of these talking heads on CNN this morning were talking about how disappointed they were in the hearings so far And how upset they were that the people testifying are getting backlash and not the candidates around the country who are still aligning themselves with Trump and and the, quote, big lie. They were just baffled by this. And the reason is because they're completely out of touch with reality. I think it's more likely, it's my belief, that they canceled this because they read the tea leaves and they realized how bad they suck and that no one cares about their little clown show. The public is not with them on this and they know it. And now they're scrambling to amp up the drama and do something, anything that makes people care. Here's what they should do. They're already telling sensational lies. They opened the thing up by making it seem like Trump led a MAGA clan to the Capitol carrying a torch and that he personally tried to capture Pence and hang him. So why stop there? Go all the way in on your line. Create a big lie of your own, if you will. If you really want to get the public's attention, go all the way. Bring in a big name that everyone recognizes. Have that person testify live. Maybe it's a James Comey. He can pretend he was there, personally threatened or something, or maybe an AOC, someone that will demand that people tune in. Mike Pence, that's it. That's it. That's who you bring in. You bring in Mike Pence, and Pence is there, and he details dramatically what he personally went through that day. And they should just make it all up. Don't care about reality at all. Make it like an episode of 24 like their own little Nahara testimony, ripping babies out of incubators moment, and Mike Pence can give that to them. They get him up there. And Pence tells a harrowing tale of how he was forced to flee for his life that day, how he had to scramble to get out of the Capitol as a MAGA mob led by Trump himself 
chased him through the halls of the Capitol building, how he narrowly escaped capture as Trump himself, leading the pack of red-capped, bloodthirsty wolves, attempted to lasso Pence with a rope as he chased him, laughing maniacally the whole time. Or get AOC in there, maybe. Have her testify that Trump and his sons tried to gang rape her in front of her boyfriend. And her boyfriend hates, hates watching her do that with men that he hasn't approved it to. He likes to approve the men who sleep with his girlfriend. That's how you get them. That's how you get the American people. Give them something to watch. Because right now, they're not watching. Their presentation is failing, and they know it's failing. However, they are successfully lining their pockets with taxpayer money for this charade. That is something they have definitely succeeded in. I do have one quick follow-up to a January 6th-related story. Yesterday, you may recall that it was reported that Trump ignored everyone who told him that he had lost the election in 2020, choosing instead to follow the advice of a likely drunk Rudy Giuliani, which that was actually said, some variation of that was said during the hearing. Well, Rudy has responded. He allegedly said in a now-deleted tweet that he is disgusted and outraged at the outright lie by Jason Miller and Bill Steffen, and that he was upset that they were not prepared for the massive cheating as well as other lawyers around the president, and that he refused all alcohol that evening. He concluded the tweet by saying that his favorite drink is Diet Pepsi. I have no idea if that's true. I don't care. But here's how the headlines are reporting Rudy's tweet. This is from the Talking Points memo. Their headline says, Rudy Giuliani, I only help plan coups sober. I actually thought that Rudy had actually said that, which I think would be hilarious, but he didn't. The headline just frames it in a way that makes it seem as though he said that. Here's the headline from Rolling Stones. Rudy Giuliani claims push to overturn election results fueled only by Diet Pepsi. Is that what he claimed really in that tweet? Did anything he say resemble what the headline says? Not really. Mother Jones, is Rudy Giuliani drunk right now? He might be. Maybe that's a legitimate question that they're asking. I don't know. It's just another terrible propaganda tactic where they tack on this little description of somebody to be a discrediting factor. Not anything else in his past, of which there is plenty to discredit Rudy Giuliani, but to just say, oh, he's drunk, and that's why Trump knew that he was lying about it, but he embraced it anyway. And, and by the way, I'm sure that none of the other people who told Trump that he lost on the other side of it, I'm sure none of them had anything to drink. None of them were drunk. They're all angels who are sober, never had a drink in their life, and they're clear-headed. The media likes to use that tactic. It does not work. I mean, I'd love to meet the MAGA guy who saw this story and said, wait, wait, Rudy Giuliani was drunk when he told Trump to claim victory on election night? My life has been a lie. I've been lied to. He removes his MAGA hat after taking off his Klan hood, of course, takes his Confederate flag down from the back of his truck and becomes a liberal. I don't think that that happened at all with that little tactic that they used there. But go all the way with this one as well. Why not? Why stop it drunk? Why not? Why not make it Trump ignored those who said he lost the election, instead taking advice from Rudy Giuliani, who was likely tripping on bath salts. No need to be modest with your lies. Be dangerous with them. Kind of like the Rolling Stones is being in their reporting on Justin Bieber's face paralysis. So Justin Bieber made an announcement on social media this week, I don't know why, that he's been diagnosed with Ramsey-Hunt syndrome. And... The way his condition is being reported on is irresponsible and dangerous. Here's a headline 
from Rolling Stones on that story. And then I have a personal story to tell you related to this. The headline says, Anti-vaxxers are flipping out over Justin Bieber's facial paralysis. The article begins by saying, On Friday, Justin Bieber took to Instagram to reveal to his fans that he would have to cancel upcoming dates for his world tour due to health issues. The health issue, he said, was a diagnosis of Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, a complication of the shingles virus that results in facial paralysis. The article goes on to say that Bieber's health disclosure prompted anti-vaxxers to wildly speculate, based on very limited evidence, that Bieber had contracted the virus as a result of getting the COVID-19 vaccine. And then it says that TikTok became a petri dish for such conspiracy-mongering content. Then quoted a few videos talking about Bieber. And then Rolling Stone went on to assure us that there is no evidence for such conspiracy theories. Saying that, to be clear, there is no evidence that Bieber's diagnosis is an adverse effect of getting the COVID vaccine. In large part because there is no evidence that he has been vaccinated to begin with. Though he does require attendees at his concerts to be vaccinated, he has not outright said whether he himself is vaccinated against COVID. So that's how they're certain that it wasn't the vaccine that caused it, because Bieber hasn't openly said whether or not he's vaccinated, although he just requires everyone who goes to his concerts to show a vaccination card. Except for him, apparently. He's the only one at his concerts That is not vaccinated, perhaps. Not the strongest piece of evidence. It's a very weak argument they're making in support of their assertion that there is no way that the vaccine caused what he has. I read a little bit about this condition. Here's the thing about this condition. It can be triggered by a number of things. And with conditions like that, at least from my experiences with family members of mine, the hope when diagnosing a condition such as this is to eliminate the possible causes and pinpoint what the cause was so that they can treat that cause, cater the treatment to it, and avoid the trigger in the future so that it doesn't happen again or get worse, which seems to be what Rolling Stone is doing here. They're already eliminating the possibility that a vaccine might have caused it with their argument that we know when the vaccine, because we don't know if he's been vaccinated, even though everybody's concert is. They've taken it upon themselves to act as Justin Bieber's doctor, his physician. They've determined that while they don't know what caused his condition, what they do know is that it definitely wasn't the vaccine. How do they know this? Well, they know it on the grounds that there is no evidence to suggest that Bieber's vaccinated. They, as medical professionals, know evidence when they see it. And a singer requiring everyone to attend his concerts to be vaccinated is in no way evidence that said singer is vaccinated. Anyone who suggests otherwise is a conspiracy theorist and a Nazi probably and probably racist also. Maybe drunk too. It's also definitely not evidence that he might be vaccinated when back in 2021, you could win free tickets to a Justin Bieber concert by getting vaccinated. His concerts were part of a vaccine incentive program. But yeah, he's definitely not vaccinated. So after giving their medical opinion that the condition is not caused by a COVID vaccine, Rolling Stone then goes on to actually detail accounts from published medical journals that indicate that Ramsey Hunt may very well be a condition that is triggered by the COVID-19 vaccine. Here's what they said. Many accounts have shared small studies indicating that, by the way, when they say many accounts are talking about the conspiracy theorists spreading wild, dangerous information, they say, Many accounts have shared small studies indicating that receiving the vaccine has been linked to Ramsey Hunt in support of their argument. 
The most commonly shared paper, however, is a case study out of Hong Kong based on one 37-year-old man developing Ramsey Hunt after receiving the vaccine. Then Rolling Stone says this, hardly a representative of a larger phenomenon. Well, here's the thing. The COVID-19 vaccine is new, so you're not going to have any large representatives of larger phenomenon. Everything is going to be a rare side effect when there are no side effects because it's new and when you can't say that something might be a side effect because the reaction is just like the Rolling Stone is reacting right now. And I've had a a similar experience like this with a doctor that I will tell you about in a minute. So their logic there is flawed. There makes no sense. They then continue to detail the actual evidence. They're actually disproving their own conclusion in the bottom of this article, thinking that. I guess that, that people are go. oh, yeah, well, that makes perfect sense that it's, it is caused by the vaccine, but it's definitely not caused by the vaccine. I guess they think their readers are stupid. Here's what they say. Another review published last year looked at the link between COVID-19 and the virus that causes shingles based on 54 reported cases. It found that it could not establish a definite link, but suggested there may be a possible association between the vaccine and the virus, though it merited a much larger scale review. Now, I wonder if that larger scale review has happened. Is it going to be easy to get funding for a larger scale review like that when nobody wants that conclusion to be drawn? Nobody does. So it's going to be a little more difficult to conduct that larger scale review because the conclusion that they might find is a conclusion that is not allowed by the mainstream. More poor evidence in support of their horrible theory. And then they conclude by saying at the end of the day, Bieber's case may be more of an argument for vaccines than against them. There are widely available vaccines for chickenpox and shingles, with the former being 90% effective at preventing chickenpox. They really just assured us at the beginning of that article that Justin Bieber's condition is definitely not caused by the COVID-19 vaccine. And then they detailed all the evidence suggesting that it could very well be caused by the vaccine. There are cases of it. And then they conclude by saying that this just proves that people need to get more vaccines. Unbelievable logic here. I mean, this is so backwards. And the thing is, it seems like when people talk like this, that they are intentionally lying, manipulating. And they might be in this case, and there are definitely people who do that. Fauci definitely speaks out of both sides of his mouth. Two and two equals five. However, the impact that this type of propaganda has on people is very real. I have seen it firsthand. And I've seen how it can be dangerous for people to adopt those beliefs, the beliefs that, or the mentality and the logic that the Rolling Stone has adopted. My dad, a little over a year ago, developed what's called interstitial lung disease with fibrosis scarring. It's a a very bad lung disease. Terminal is classified as. Slowly takes away your ability to breathe, your, your lung's ability to function. It's a disease that has been identified as a side effect of the COVID-19 vaccine, a rare side effect, which again, all side effects are rare when the shot, the vaccine is new. You can't have well-known side effects to a new vaccine. So they're all rare. It's a little word trickery they use to make people uh, uh, dismiss cases of vaccine-induced issues. So after he was diagnosed, I did some research. 
on Google Scholar. Here's something you can do in your free time if you want. You go to Google Scholar, you type in vaccine-induced in quotation marks, maybe COVID vaccine-induced in quotation marks. Then you type plus, and then you type whatever condition you're looking for to see if there has been published papers, peer-reviewed published papers, finding cases of these, of the vaccine causing whatever condition you're looking up. And I did that because I knew that pretty soon he would be getting pressured to get the booster shot. That was right around the time all the booster propaganda was amping up. And I wanted to see if there was a possible link because my guess was that if it was found to be vaccine induced, that the recommendation would be to not get the booster shot. That's why I was researching that. And I did find some cases, as I mentioned, of the vaccine triggering interstitial lung disease published in medical journals, some of which the patient in the case profile and the situation were nearly identical to my dad's. And I also learned that this disease is a hard one to pinpoint the cause of, kind of like the one that Justin Bieber has, because there are many possible triggers to it. For example, dangerous levels of mold is a possible trigger. One of my dad's doctors told us to have the house check for mold, dangerous levels of mold. We did. There were no dangerous levels of it. We were eliminating possible causes. And the case studies that I found, since the vaccine was identified as that trigger, the recommendation to that patient in the case example was to not get the next shot, which is exactly, as I said, why I wanted to know. And the timeline of when my dad got the shot and the timeline in the case studies was identical. Two to four weeks after getting it. The patient profile, very similar, age, everything. The type of vaccine was the same one. The speed at which the symptoms arose, almost identical. It all lined up. Does that mean it's 100% the cause? No, it definitely doesn't. But it's definitely evidence. And on top of that, it's evidence in, in absence of any other evidence to point to any other cause. And not long after that, my uncle, who before this was fine, developed the exact same condition a couple of weeks after he received the booster shot. Same condition. I could tell. I heard him cough and I was on the phone with him. I knew immediately. That's another thing. Many of the case studies, the patient's condition was not triggered by the first vaccine. It was triggered by the subsequent shots as it was with my dad, and I believe also with my uncle. He might disagree, but it's pretty similar. It's almost exactly similar as what happened with my dad. So you combine all of that information together. And I had more than enough evidence to justify, at the very least, asking the question, is this a possible cause of my dad's condition? No rational, clear-thinking human being could deny that. I, I at least had enough evidence to not have a medical professional outright dismiss the proposition as crazy reflect i mean just immediately at least you would think so i went with my dad to his next appointment after he had been diagnosed and i asked the doctor if he knew what caused it he said he did not however he apparently did know with absolute certainty what didn't cause it because my next question was if it were possible that the vaccine might have played a role in this condition in him developing this condition I tried to like present it softly so that he wouldn't just outright reject it and you know fly off the handle, which I apparently didn't do it softly enough because he did. He immediately reacted the same way that the Rolling Stone is reacting in this article. The same way. He had a knee-jerk, angry reaction and said, absolutely not. Scoffing at the mere thought. Scoffing with a laugh. Oh, you kidding me? No way. Crazy. And it was like he couldn't even control the reaction. It was like a reflex He'd been so conditioned and so brainwashed to even hear that. 
just revolted. He was repulsed by me, disgusted. How could someone so horrifying be in his office? I mean, he didn't even let me finish telling him what I was trying to tell him before he reacted. He emphatically said, no way, you're insane. Like repulsed, you know, when you, your whole body moves away from someone because you're repulsed. You can't help it. It just happens. And mind you, he had just told me that he did not know what caused it. Yet now here he was telling me that he knew exactly what did not cause it. He could eliminate that simply because he knew. That's it. That's the only evidence he had. He knew. And so I told him, I said that it had been identified as a rare side effect in recently published medical journals. He scoffed at that and said, well, if you have something to show me, I could look at it. But no way, crazy person. It wasn't the vaccine. So I pulled out the case studies of which I had highlighted the relevant portions which that surprised him a bit. And I handed them to him. I said, I, I have it right here. He had a moment of cognitive dissonance. And he said, wow, well, that's interesting. And then kind of pushed those papers back towards me and said, no, no, no. The vaccine did not cause this. And you yourself need to get vaccinated as well because it's killing people your age. So he, his response to the evidence was to double down and tell me that I, too, need to get vaccinated. I mean, I felt like he saw me as disgusting filth, the way he reacted and spoke to me. And in any other situation, when someone brings in a published study in a medical journal that identifies a side effect, a rare side effect, a case which is identical to the person who is being seen by the doctor, that's something that you would think one would consider, especially when they don't know the answer and they're searching for it. But the fact that we live in a reality where a doctor can outright dismiss that and then double down, say, you get it too, is kind of crazy and he wasn't spreading propaganda. I mean, he was spreading propaganda, but not intentionally. He genuinely had been brainwashed into reacting this way. Maybe he was so scared of what would happen if he said otherwise that he just won't deal with it. But it's, it was eerily similar to this Rolling Stone article. I mean, this guy would have happily given my dad a booster shot right there in the office after looking at that paper, which identified that as a cause of what he had and said, do not get the booster shot. He would have happily done it despite that. So what we did is we found another doctor. And in this next doctor, I said, look, I know I'm not supposed to ask this. And she responded by saying, you can ask anything, which made me feel better. And then when I told her that a case study had been published and I wondered if possibly it, the vaccine was a cause of this interstitial lung di disease condition that my dad had, she was aware of the paper. She knew about it. And she said that she had seen cases like this. So she was open-minded to it, which felt so much better to have a doctor do that. So there are good doctors out there, by the way. And it was really kind of crazy because at one point they had implemented some more measures where the hospital we were going to would not allow people to go into it if they were not vaccinated. So I got there one day and mind you, they had just put all these new signs around the lobby and in the bathroom that said, thank you for getting vaccinated. Make sure you're vaccinated. Make sure you stay six feet away from people. Make sure your mask is on at all times. I mean, just everywhere in this building. And these were new. They had just been put there. And I go in the bathroom and on the mirror, one side of the bathroom is, thank you for getting vaccinated. Make sure you get that vaccine as soon as possible. On the other side of the mirror, make sure you social distance. Make sure you keep your mask on. In the middle of the mirror was a soap dispenser. And on the soap dispenser, it said, out of order. So you don't have to wash your hands. We have time to put 80 million signs around our office and in the bathroom, but we don't have time to fill up the soap dispenser because your hands, it, they can be dirty. It's fine. So they would not let me go in to one of my dad's appointments because I didn't have a vaccination card. I told him I wasn't vaccinated. It had not been a problem up until this point. And I was not happy to say the least. 
I mean, we were quite possibly there because of a vaccine-induced condition, something that the very doctor we were there to see believed was a real possibility. Yet I could not go in with him because I had not received that same vaccine. I mean, that's crazy. Shortly thereafter, after he went in, I made a little bit of noise. The doctor, who I expected this would happen because she was very cool, she walked out into the lobby and escorted me in herself. So there are good open-minded doctors. I know people get completely sour on the medical professionals sometimes, but there are a lot of very good doctors. There really are. Sometimes you just have to work to find them. My point in all this is that this article is dangerous. It's not just them spreading propaganda. It's, it's them ha- potentially have a, having a dangerous impact on people. What if somebody reads that who comes down with the same condition that Bieber has, and maybe they got the vaccine? Maybe it is potentially a cause. And they decide because of how that article made them feel not to get it checked. And then they go get a booster and all of a sudden the side effects are that much worse. I have no idea what they might be. But they continue to get shots and they continue to have this condition. Maybe for the rest of their life. I don't know. Maybe Justin Bieber is surrounded by people who have that same philosophy and mentality that Rolling Stones does. Where they will not even consider the possibility that what he has was caused by something that there's been a case study done where they've identified it as a rare side effect. It has been identified as a rare side effect, what Justin Bieber has. And let's be honest, he's been vaccinated. This whole, that's a joke, the way they said, well, maybe he's not. Whoever is around him, if they care about him more than they care about spreading vaccine propaganda and not being ostracized, then they will say, hey, look, I'm not saying 100% that it's the cause, but it's something that should at least be on the table as a possible trigger until it can be eliminated otherwise. And clearly, the Rolling Stone doesn't give a rat's ass about that. And for the record, I'm not 100% certain. I could never prove it 100% that my dad's condition was caused by the vaccine. There's a lot of possible triggers to it. Certainly, it, it seems like it. My opinion is, yes, that it was, based on the evidence that I have and based on the fact that there has been zero evidence presented to point to any other trigger. The other possible triggers that have been discussed have been eliminated. And the doctor, she said, you can't say 100%. It's difficult to tell. One of the things that was interesting is that she said it can be hard to tell if what has happened to somebody's lungs was a result of COVID or was a result of the COVID vaccine. That is one of the things that she said. And my dad was never diagnosed with COVID. He never tested positive for it. Now, she also was unaware that my uncle developed the same condition a couple of weeks after getting the vaccine as well, because that happened later. I actually did not get to tell that first doctor that. I wonder if he still would have rejected it. I'm sure he would have rejected it outright. But my point is, I can't say 100%. I know what I believe. I know what my opinion is. And my dad did not get the booster shot. And the doctor was perfectly fine with him not getting it because she knew that it was quite possibly the vaccine that caused it. It's just kind of crazy that we right now are living in a world where you can have very convincing evidence to suggest that something was caused by a vaccine. I mean, medical journal, published papers, identical situations, and you can present that evidence to a medical professional, to a national magazine. And yet, they will knee-jerk say, hell no, crazy conspiracy person. And in the case of the Rolling Stone, actually look at the evidence and then cite the evidence and then say, this is a reason why you should get more vaccines. Same thing the doctor did. Yeah, I see this evidence. Now you should also get it or you will die. I mean, it's absolutely insane. And articles like this are dangerous. Maybe they are intentionally spreading propaganda. Maybe they are just as brainwashed as that first doctor that my dad saw was. Don't be afraid to ask those doctors questions and bring in papers.
That will always get their attention. This guy was the most resistant to that that I've ever seen, but they will typically listen to you more when you do your homework and you bring in papers and you show them why you have the questions that you have. And you will find good doctors that way. Rolling Stone should be ashamed of themselves for propagating the vaccine, the jab above the well-being of a human being. Hopefully, Bieber's doctors are open-minded and not brainwashed. I wish him the, the best of luck. I really do. I don't know how severe that condition is, but I, I hope it gets better. I hope everybody who has bad conditions gets better. I want people to be healthy and happy. I want people to live and thrive. Okay, I've gone way over today, but I do want to end on a bit of a lighter note with a quick Britney Spears story. But before I get to that, I want to tell you what I'm going to be talking about in the XR, which is the announcement of the sequel to Joaquin Phoenix's Joker movie and the predicted programming that's embedded in the very title itself. But before we get to that, check out the Propaganda Report Patreon page at patreon.com slash propaganda report where you can get access to that exclusive XR content that I post every time I post a DMB and check out our tiers, see which one you like, try it out. They all get the exclusive XR content. You may be interested in joining the disappearing patron party tier and hanging out with us on Friday at the DPP at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is patreon.com slash propaganda report. Check it out. And also, if you're interested in seeing the interview tomorrow with the Secretary of State candidate going up against Brad Raffensperger, the Libertarian candidate in Georgia, Ted Metz. You can subscribe to the Propaganda Report channel on Rockfin at rockfin.com slash propaganda report. It will be video, interactive chat. You can ask questions. Check it out. All right. Final story of the day. Best headline of the day, anyway. Here's the headline. After crashing Britney Spears' wedding, ex-Jason Alexander hit with restraining order. All I had when I saw this was images of... Britney Spears at their wedding. Maybe the bride and groom are about to kiss. Very heartfelt moment. And then all of a sudden, George Costanza bust in. I object. That's all I can picture is George Costanza interrupting Britney Spears' wedding, his ex's wedding, because they used to date. They used to be in love. And now here he is. Everything's falling apart. And now he's trying to sabotage her wedding. I really wish that were true. I really wish George Costanza, Jason Alexander, and Britney Spears used to be a thing, and that he had been the one to bust up the wedding. That would have made my day. The headline made my day just because that's the image I got. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you all next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day.